welcome to episode four of the Console Ninjas podcast. I'm Willie. And I'm Jace. So uh, here we are, episode four, and we've got to have a bit of an apology, actually. Um, as you might have noticed, if you're a regular listener, I think there's a couple of you out there, um, we haven't had a show out for a while. Uh, the reason is, we've had a few things getting in the way, we've had a couple of technical difficulties, we've uh, had some real life stuff, both of us have had a bit of that getting in the way as well. Um, yeah. yeah, generally things weren't going right for us, um, we did actually try and record an episode um, in the interim period, but it all went a bit janky and didn't quite go right, did it mate? So this is kind of going to wrap up what we've been up to in the, in the interim and um, hopefully it can make up for it and get back into more of a regular thing. So, Will, welcome back. And uh, what have you been up to? What have I been up to in the (laughs) four four weeks? Right, well, I think I should start off with I finished The Walking Dead Episode 2. Yep. And I'm not going to go too too deep into it, but the the thing I will say about it is I kind of moaned that it was getting a bit samey in the last episode. Basically, what I'd said last week was that you always get that thing at the start of a chapter where you're completely safe and you can go about and have a chat with everyone and then basically there's something you have to do that activates the next like kind of action-y part of the game and um, I was worried that that was going to be a thing and I can just guarantee that that is not an issue. It, it definitely does some things to change it up and makes you feel less safe and it also deals with some really dark topics as well. So I was, I was very pleased and I'm looking forward to the next set. Yeah, I've heard a good few things um, other people have been saying about it, and I think it's been well received again. So, yeah, so that's, that's going to be a good one to get into. I haven't started it yet, um, not properly. So, yeah, watch this space. I'll catch up with you soon. Excellent. Uh, apart from that, I've also been, as some people have seen on Twitter, I've started playing Half-Life 2. Oh, classic. Yeah, I had it. I got it ages ago when the Orange Box first came out. Because I wanted to go on Portal. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And I played through Portal the first day. Absolutely loved it. And when I tried to play Half-Life, I don't know if it was a thing about where I wasn't big on first-person shooters back then. So I wasn't. Very, I, I just couldn't get into it. But this time I'm definitely finding, now that I've went back to it, I've started from the beginning. I haven't... I haven't loaded up my save or anything like that which I'm quite annoyed at because I've recently just found out that I was in the prison which if some people are fans will probably know that that's quite near the end of the game so I had given out, I'd given up quite late in the game Yeah it's a shame sometimes when you do that it's difficult to start back in where you came from isn't it so um, yeah going back to the start is usually the best option Yeah so so far what I've done is I've played through the have you played it yourself Jace? I have but not for a number of years mate Right. Well, basically, I've played through the canal section at the beginning, and I've made my way to Ravenholm. And I have to say that the Ravenholm section is actually scarier than most survival horror games. In fact, it might be almost as scary as like the original Silent Hill games were for me. I don't know what it is. There's just something about those the horrible screaming agony noises that the the zombies make in it. Do you know what I mean? And um, there's something about the fact that there's the limited ammo. You don't seem you don't seem to get that as badly nowadays in games. But I've constantly found myself scavenging and trying to pick up anything I could as a weapon. But um, I finally made it through, even though I had to turn it off halfway through because, admittedly, I was too scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are famous for being a girl, though, mate. Come on. Yeah, but I 
think it's only because I like to get into these games, and if it's a horror game, if you're not scared, then what's the point in playing it? But I managed to do that, and I'm now on Highway 17, and someone mentioned something about ant lions, and I don't know what they are, but I can't remember from last time, but I'm pretty scared. <laughs> that's fair enough, mate. It sounds like you're going back there and enjoying a classic game, and that's good. It's good that you can do that. I'm dying to get onto the because I've heard good things about like episode one and episode two, so I'm dying to try those out. Apart from that, um, what have I been doing? I've been reading a lot of comics. But what have you been? Uh, what have you been comicing recently? Well, I managed to get a hold of Kickass Two. All right, yeah. Have you read or watched Kickass One? No, oh, I've watched the film. I've not watched the uh, comics yet, but you did recommend those to me, um, so I'm going to only get on those. It's in the same vein as the second one. The only thing, without, without getting too spoilery again, the only thing I would say is, uh, the, instead of just being like Kick-Ass, Hit-Girl and the Red Mist, there's like a ton of new, like, not superheroes because it's Kick-Ass in it, none of them are really superheroes, but there's a ton of new kind of vigilante characters and bad guy characters, so there's a lot more to add into the mix. And it gets really violent and quite dark. I can't, I don't know how it's going to translate into the movie, but... There's some really shocking bits in it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, actually. Obviously, they, they're going to make another movie, because that's kind of what they do if the material's there. Um, so you, you think it's going to be a bit dodgy to translate over, yeah? Yeah, there's just some right... The the, the bad guys in this make the Joker look like... Although the Joker's kind of more ambitious and stuff, but they make him look quite nice in comparison. Really? Oh, dear. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Um, the one thing I was shocked about though was this is Kickass Two. I got to the end of the last chapter and read the last page, and what it says on the end of the last page is "End of Book Three, which I was suddenly like, "What the hell? I've only read Book One, and this is supposed to be Kickass Two. How's it?" Be? But I've I've since went on and looked online, and there is a a spin-off Hit Girl book right. coming out, and it's not even out yet, and it's Book Two, so I don't know what the thought behind putting out book three before book two was. Oh, I don't know, mate. <laughs> I just hope book, reading book three hasn't ruined anything from the second one, but apparently the plan is to put both of those into one movie. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was great. Uh, what else did I do? I went to see Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And since then I've actually been a second time today. Oh, fair dues. You know me, mate. I, I, maybe everyone else doesn't, but I'm absolutely mental about Spider-Man. Yeah, you're always on the comics, aren't you? And, uh... Yeah, but especially Spider-Man. Spider-Man's always been my favourite. And uh, I think they've really done it well. Alright. This time. I'm not so sure about Reese. E- no, I always get this wrong. Is it Reese Evans? Yeah, I think so. I think it's close enough. It's a bit Welsh, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure about his lizard character. In fact, there's, there's a bit where they try and do... Do you remember the original Spider-Man? Yeah. Where you had Willem Dafoe doing that little scene in the mirror where he's kind of talking to himself. It's like the madness within and all that. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit where they try and kind of emulate that with the lizard mm. and he's, that's never been his thing at all. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say give it a watch. Cool. And last but not least, my iPhone gaming. I have been quite bad, Jess. Okay, go on. I've got myself into another one of these. No, I know what's coming. These kind of freemium games. <laughs> you know I mean? It was such a loser. <laughs> yeah, I've got myself into Pocket Planes, which is by the same people that made Tiny Tower. 
And basically the idea is you start off with a couple of airports and a couple of little planes and you need to send people on their journeys in, the, in these planes and obviously make your money. But you need to wait like the 17 minutes in real life or whatever and then come back and then you can take another go. There is a kind of, like, it's that idea where you get coins and you get bucks. Yeah, this and, dual currency thing again. Yeah. Yes, but... In its defence, unlike a lot of these kind of games, it makes um, the bucks don't have to be paid for. They're just very rare. And I'm finding like I'm managing to pick up about 10, 15 bucks a day, right. which is which is actually quite decent because like the best planes for me at the moment are like about 25 bucks. So I can I'm, I'm usually I can afford to buy a new plane every couple of days. So it's it's decent, but. And if you're the kind of person like me that gets addicted to these kind of games, I would stay away from it. Yeah, we both did the same thing with Tiny Tower, didn't we? You you were on that before I was, and you told me about it. And I, I wasn't entirely sure, but I went on there. And it was fairly addictive. I think um, just being able to build up. And I, I was having you as a target. You'd already made your tower. So I was targeting you and trying to uh, get a higher tower than you and stuff. And I quite liked it with the little pixel art style and stuff like that. But I got to the point on that one. I'm sure you're going to do the same on this one. I'm going to stay well clear of it for that very reason. But you're going to get to this point where you need something to happen and the, the time scales get progressively longer, don't they, between things. And you're going to get to the point where you think it's either I start paying or I fuck it off in the bin. Well, fortunately, the time scales are what you make of them in this game because you have to buy airports to be able to fly to them. So currently I'm doing Europe and every airport's all within... Europe and I think the longest trip I can take is 22 minutes in game but I'm guessing like if I finally unlock airports in America and stuff like that it's going to be like an hour between journeys and stuff so yeah also there's the thing about this whole this whole freemium thing when they give you the ability to buy the bucks I would still even if I went and bought like spent two pound and bought the few hundred bucks and bought loads of planes I wouldn't feel as if I'd played a game then. I would feel as if I'd just paid to finish the game. That's exactly the point, isn't it? Play to win things. and No, no thanks. Not for me. But, yeah, that's about it. What about yourself, mate? Oh, what have I been up to? Um, well, I, I gave myself a uh, hiatus from Minecraft. Obviously, we have talked about that loads of times. I've been Minecrafting all over the place. And um, I made a conscious decision last time um, not to play any more Minecraft for a while. So I gave it a bit of a miss for eight or nine days. Um, which was quite good. Um, it also meant that I didn't go back on until the latest update dropped. So um, I've dipped back into there briefly, but not very much. So that's kind of out of the way now. Um, I'll probably go back into that going forward, but um, at the moment I'm, I'm enjoying playing other things. Um, I have managed to get back into Mass Effect 2 eventually after your constant moaning at me. Finally. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it again, though. Um, obviously, it's a really good game. I've got back into my planet scanning and stuff like that. And you remember what the last kind of story mission you did? Um, I think I've just done the bit where there's the guy who's making a Krogan super soldier or something. Right. Um, the warlord. Yeah, that's him. Well, I can't remember his name. Something with an O, is it? Um, Doctor, is it like Doctor O'Kear or something, something like that? Or... Yeah, something like that. So um, I've just done that bit anyway. Um, and I've just, I've literally just, just finished that mission, um, the last time I played it. So I'm, I'm back out planet scanning for a little bit now. Anything else on the Xbox? Other than that, I've, um, oh, you'll remember we played some Left 4 Dead, didn't we? Um, I've had this game 
sitting on my shelf for a while now, and I've never actually got around to playing it properly. There was that one time me and you tried to play it, and uh, I think we ramped the difficulty up a bit too far. And with two people, it wasn't all that, and I didn't really get into it. But um, luckily enough, a couple of weeks ago, there was myself and you. Um, Chazzy from the AI bots was on there as well, um, and Dash Boxer from the Midlife Gamer crew. We all jumped on together, and we played a couple of big chapters, didn't we? Four, four players through a couple of chapters. Yeah, we managed to get half the game done because there's only there only has four chapters. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was really good though. Um, I'd heard so many things about this game and never having had any experience on it. I was I was pretty sure that people were were on the money, and this has just proven to me really that yeah, it's fantastic. Um, since then, I've gone out and got the second one because I know that I'm going to enjoy that just as much, if not more. Definitely more, I would say. So yeah, I, I'm really keen to get some more people online and. Uh, get through the rest of this game and, and move on to the second one with you. Now, did it prove to you, though, because when me and you tried to play it together, as you said, we got pasted because we tried, you, you wanted to go straight in at hard. <laughs> you know me, I had, If you remember at the time, I had advised you against this. Yeah. But you were so when stubborn that you had to, to do you? it. But that was four-player we played, and we were playing it on medium, and it was still tough. Do you know what I mean? We still kind of struggled, in fact... If you remember rightly, the second mission, only one of us actually survived it. That was it, yeah. And one of them wasn't you. <laughs> it was, I think it was Dashboxer that survived. I think it was Dashboxer that survived, for and, yeah. And some, for some way or other, I managed to shoot Chazzy in the back. Just as he was about as to it, Just as he was getting on the boat. Yeah. And I got eaten. <laughs> just to leave Dashboxer himself on the boat. Yeah, I think I was, I was long dead before then. But it was really good, mate. I, I really enjoyed it, as I say. And, um, yeah, I can see what all the hype's about. And talking about games we've, we've got other people together, we also got online again with the AI bots guys. Dan and Chazzy joined us, and we played some uh, Red Dead Redemption, didn't we? Which, we did. again, it was another thing I'd never done before. Not properly. We've played a couple of missions here and there, and I've started the main campaign myself. But I've never really got online with some lads and, and played some games. Well, I can honestly say the same. Um, I've played the game to death. In fact, it's one of the only games out there where I managed to get 100%. I've got the achievement to show for it. But uh, I'd never got on and played the, the online properly. Because any time you go online with random people, you just basically get... You know that way we can just walk about and kill each other? Yeah. Well, basically, it's just like groups of people who are mates act- that actually just hunt you down and just kill you constantly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, it's not fun at all. You need You need to have a group of people to go on that game with. And it was definitely fun. We managed to do all the kind of standard co-op missions. Yeah, after a bit, after a bit of messing about downloading that because I didn't have the content and stuff. But um, it was it was it was really good. It is a lovely world, and all these people say it's a it's a fantastic world to go around in. That I'm not massive on cowboys to be honest, but I can see where people are coming from, and and it's really made me when I when I finish Mass Effect. I've, I've got to make a big decision which game I'm going to play next, and uh, Red Dead's certainly in the fray to, to go through and complete that. Well, what I like about it is Grand Theft Auto, generally, you tend to play the kind of the, the bad, the, the kind of good bad guy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Where you're involved in all this crime, but you're kind of nicer than everyone else, and you're trying to be a bit more moral. Um, I like in this one that you're just, you're the good guy. Yeah. Even though he's got a kind of sordid past... You're still the good character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair And it, def- it definitely has a tale of redemption. So I'm dying to hear what you think of it if you get into the actual story. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, mate. I, I certainly want to revisit, as I say. 
Uh, what else have I been playing? Xbox-wise, um, continuing from Dirt 3. I've still got that borrowed from a mate of mine. Um, that's quite good. I'm not going to dwell on that. Oh, I know what I've been playing. Um, Summer of Arcade started, hasn't it? And Tony Hawk's um, HD has come out. And I wasn't going to buy this straight away. I talked about it before, thinking, yeah, I'm going to buy it. It's a classic and, and whatsoever. But I heard around the Twitter grapevine that there wasn't any multiplayer on it for some reason. Um, is that true? It turns out it's not. There is multiplayer on there. I went on it today and and played the first couple of levels on there. Is it like actually? You know the way in skate we can just kind of kick about together. And does it work the same way in Tony Hawk's? Because it's actual levels, isn't it? So I don't know, mate. We'll have to get on there and try and find that out. I know you haven't got it yet, but I'm going to try and talk you into it. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on it. What I would advise is: Are you planning on bringing an Xbox to Gplex? Aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. You need to let me have a go down there and let me see what I think about getting back into the old, like combo style. Well, I've been I've been playing recently on the on iOS. I downloaded Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 when it was free for a while, and uh, that's that's really what what got my whistle wetted for this. And the controls are just just as you remember them, really, even to the point where it's really easy to over rotate on a spin and stuff and land with your board sideways as it used to always be. But the the muscle memory is still there with getting the combos and getting your um, gaps and everything. So it it is really faithful to the original. And the best thing for me is playing as my avatar, my Xbox Live avatar. I don't I don't know that was a thing. Yeah, neither did I until I turned it on today. And I was scrolling <laughs> through the character list, and lo and behold, there's my big fat faced um, avatar character. So that's really good. So is it your just like your avatar head with some pre-select clothing? No, mate, it's my that- entire avatar with my Minecraft T-shirt on. And my jeans on and my trousers, so um, I might need so, to mess about with my. I might need to put my old Spartan armor back on there and get myself a bit of Master Chief skating around. That's exactly what I was about to ask. Yes. Like, will I get to go on with my cowboy outfit? Yep. I think all the outfits must be supported. Um. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Right. Well, as I say, you need to let me have a try then. Um. Uh, other than Xbox, uh, I've had a bit of iOS action going on as usual. I've really got back into a game that we both played a while back, um, and it was a recommendation from you, and a really good recommendation as well. I've never actually gone wrong with one of your recommendations yet. And this one was Triple Town. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. I do. I, I, do. I, I, I advised it to you, but I think I only got into it for a couple of weeks, but I recognised it as being something you would like. Yeah, it's, it's that strategy kind of thing, isn't it? For anybody who hasn't played Triple Town, it's a square playboard, on the, on the normal mode, it's a 6x6 six six playboard, and you get different things to put into this playboard. So you'll get grass, bushes, trees, houses, things like this. Um, and when you get three or four together, they'll combine into the next one up. So three grasses make a bush, three bushes make a tree, etc. Um, and using that, and you combine these things together, you, you position things around the board, and you're building up a score while you're doing this. Um, and then you've got the added thing in there as well, one of the things you have to put in is these bears that roam around the map. Oh, the bears. So, yeah, to get rid of the bears, you've got to try and pen them into an area in which time they'll turn into, I think it's churches and then cathedrals and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. Um, have you ever bought, like, the, the unlimited moves? I did. This this was this was a weird one. It, it was freemium, but not, wasn't it? It was um, it was another one, again, where you, where you, you only got so far and, until such time as you had to wait a period of time to get the next move. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. Freeman, really. See, but I wouldn't say it's the same as, like, I would say there's there's two elements to it. You've got the ability to buy unlimited moves, 
right? Which means you still need to build up coins and you still need to build up all these things in the game to get your pieces to put down, which is fair enough. But you can buy coins to make like your gameplay easier. Okay. And I would say that's the part that I'm not keen on. Because the buying the unlimited terms is a one-off payment of 6 to 9 pence. And to me that feels more like you've just bought the game to be able to play it as, as long as you want all day. That's exactly the way I saw it. And this is why that's one of the few things that I've actually done the in-app purchase on a freemium-ish kind of game. I fully agree with you. Even with the unlimited turns, that feels like the game as it should be. And then the coins, as you say, that you you can unlock certain items with the coins to help you out through the game. That is the bit that I would never pay for because that takes that 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 in itself using those limited number of coins you got is the real skill of the game. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like what we were just talking about with like the the tiny towers and stuff like that, and that's it's the exact same argument. It is, but I don't feel I don't feel it cheapens it quite so much on this without buying those massive coin backs, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the other iOS game I've been playing, I don't know if you've seen this one, Will, because I haven't really mentioned it to you. Did I mention The Sandbox? You didn't. Did I not? Right, well, this is one... Um, do you remember Doodle God and stuff like that that were out a while back, and we played a lot of those? Yeah. It's kind of a god sim like that, but you're actually placing these elements in, in the form of, like, sand. You, you know those sand pictures where you drop sand in it and it builds up a picture? You ever seen those? Yeah, I have. It's kind of like that. Yeah, that's it. It's kind of like that, but obviously on a 2D plane, and the the sand that you're dropping in, the elements work with each other. So you've got water, you've got dirt, you've got acid, you've got steam, you've got fire, you've got lava. Even as much as you've got electricity and heaters and coolers to make like contraptions and stuff. Um, And in the story mode, it gives you a set challenge to, to do. So you might need to grow some trees and then burn the trees down bury them in sand to make some oil, then set fire to the oil, or something ridiculous like that. But it's quite a good little one to play with, mate. It's um, something a bit different. Excellent. What, what did you say it's called? It's called The Sandbox. Simple as that. I'm going to search for that right now. Do that, mate. Other than that, I think uh, I've, I've been playing a few other things. Uh, still going on with New Star Soccer. Um, still going on with Words with Friends. Usual stuff, really. What I haven't done yeah. is played any disk driving for a few days. I noticed that. I think what it is, uh, when I'm at work, I don't always get the notifications because my, my signal's in and out of work. So I need to get back on that. So the only other gaming-related thing I've got at the moment is um, I did a bit of retro purchasing again this weekend. All right, was that from that retro shop? It was, yeah. So um, you might have seen me retweeting him on Twitter and stuff. There's, there's a guy called Rob, and he runs a couple of uh, retro shops in the Birmingham area. And uh, he's a good lad, and if anyone's in and around the Midlands at any time... Um, certainly get a, get a look at uh, these retro shops if you if you're into like they've got all sorts. They're not just the retro games. Well. They've got um, like retro film memorabilia, vinyl stuff, old books and stuff like that. Just retro-ish things, you know. So I went down there and uh, I took down actually. I, I did a bit of a swap. Um, I was in my retro collection in the garage and my Atari 7800. As much as I love it, I really think the Atari doesn't shine as a single player console it's really got to be playing against someone and because i don't really have that in my life at the moment playing anyone locally um i thought i'll give it to another home that somebody else can enjoy it and i'll move up and get something different so i did that i took it down there um i was torn while i was there to be honest with you could i either have a nez or a 
that Dreamcast was really the, cho- the choice between the two I wanted and the two he was willing to let me have as a swap. Uh, I know what I would have went for. What's that, mate? Uh, but I went for the Dreamcast. If it had been a SNES and a Dreamcast, it would have been a diff- more difficult choice. But Yeah, the SNES is that I saw him have down there. He's, he's got like the, um, some special edition ones in the boxes. He's got like the Street Fighter 2 Turbo and stuff, and there's no way he was going to swap that direct with me. So um, you'd be happy to hear I did go for the Dreamcast in the end. All right. So, what games did you get? Well, as we spoke about on uh, episode one, our history, people will know that I don't ever have any Dreamcast history in my, in my life. Really. I never had one. Um, I've played that a few times, but... I got I got a few little games with this one. I, I didn't have any money to go through and buy a lot of games I wanted because, as you can imagine, some of the better games are getting quite rare now and the, and the, the price is going up on them. So the, the bargain hunting is what we'll be doing next. But at the moment I've got um, Tomb Raider for Dreamcast, which I think plays quite nicely on there. Was it just the original Tomb Raider? Um, I can't remember, to be honest with you, mate. It's one of the Tomb Raiders anyway. Virtual Tennis, he threw him free with it as well, which was just a, a bit of a gesture from Rob. Um, and the game that I chose to have was Jet Set Radio, which is a fantastic game, and I had to have that. Right, so you stayed away from the Sonic Adventure, Crazy Taxi kind of things? I did for now, because I've played those before. Um, and like I say, I want to go hunting for a few bargains now, around the Ebays and stuff like that. That's, that's going to be my little game now, trying to find some Dreamcast bargains. Yeah, you know what you need to play, don't you? You know, you know exactly what I'm going to say. I know, you mate, and that's kind of the reason I got the system, that so I can try and get hold of and play Shenmue. Yeah, it is like 20 quid. That's fair enough. For like a, a pre-owned version of it. I don't mind paying 20 quid because people say it's it's one of the classic games of all time, you know what I mean? So uh, I've got no bones about it. If I can find it for 20 quid, I'll be happy. The thing is, if you're the type of person that can pay attention to rumours and stuff like that, um, there was a thing going about that someone had hacked the PlayStation Network. Yeah. Still, again. <laughs> and there's, a, there's actually supposedly a listing for Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2 HD. I don't know if I, I, I want to go out and buy a Dreamcast just yet. I think I might wait for those and see if, see if that's actually a thing. Because I'd, I've looked at... I mean, recently me and my mates sat and watched... I think you you actually seen it up on my YouTube on Xbox Live, didn't you? Yeah. We were sitting watching the entire of Shenmue 1 and 2. Like, as I, 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 so all the cutscenes, yeah. Plus, like, some little bits of him walking about just to make it look like a movie so he's not teleporting from one place to another. Yeah. And we basically watched that as a movie, but the graphics were appalling. <laughs> and um, I'd love to see what it's going to look like if it's been HD'd up. Yeah, that's fair, dudes. Um So, yeah, I'm going to, um, like I say, keep looking around for that. And it's, it's nice to have that in my house now. Um, I can proudly say that I've, I'm a Dreamcast owner. The only thing I need to get, which I haven't got at the moment, is um, an AV cable to take that through a SCART connection from a new telly because um, there's no way I'm messing about with old RF cables now. I need to uh, SCART myself up. But anyway, I'll get yeah. on to that. Plus, if it, I, d- I don't know if it's just my nostalgia glasses, but I think it's a pretty handsome console as well. It is. The uh, the pad is obviously very reminiscent of the Xbox pad. You can see where the, the cues for the design came from that. Oh, did you get a, a VMU? Did get a VMU, yeah. Oh, those things are amazing. I don't know if I need to change the battery in it, because obviously it, it's been around in there for a while. But uh, yeah, I've got a VMU uh, as well. I had to change my, the battery on mine every couple of weeks, mate, so I'd imagine <laughs> you probably do. <laughs> I don't know a lot of games that work with it. Um, most of your games, you get the little display... While it's plugged in, it will have like, like something to do with the game displayed on the little screen while it's in your controller. Yep. But 
do you need to get a hold of the first Sonic Adventure and put a chow across? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cy- cyber pet, except there's an actual mild point to it because it gets you emblems in the game. Yeah, yeah well, I'll have a look at that, mate. Um, other than gaming, then, go on. What have I been doing? Oh, yeah, right. You've turned me into a comic nerd, Will. <laughs> yeah. What have you been reading? Well, you you've been recommending lots and lots of things to me. Um, and I've been going through lots and lots of comics. I've been uh, going through the Ultimates. Um, I think the Ultimate X Men. Ult- no, this is all the this is all the Volume Two stuff that's on Comicsology, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The ones with the darker covers, and you've got the new Spider Man. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, that's it. I'm really liking them, mate. To be honest with you. I am, What's I, your favourites? I like I like them all, mate. Honestly, I, I like all, I like all things to do with blooming anybody with superpowers and anybody with blooming abilities and stuff like that like i like all tele programs and films that are, that are super power based and like heroes and stuff like that you know so i can i can read all of them quite happily i think iron man's probably my favorite character so anything that's got iron man in is is nice for me but i can read anything pretty much i think as it stands there's only three in the ultimate series there's only three kind of ongoings and that's the ultimates which is their version of the x-men the, the x-men their version of the avengers yep and you've got Ultimate X-Men, and you have Ultimate Spider-Man, but a lot of the characters are bleeding through. Like, you've got Johnny Storm from Fantastic Four is kicking about with the X-Men, and just things like that. Iron Man's obviously a, a prominent character in your Ultimates, but I don't know if they're eventually going to expand that and do what they did with the old Ultimate comics and have like quite a few of them out at the one time. I don't know what they're going to do with it. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to uh, keep reading through the comics, I think, and um, obviously spending loads of cash. So, other than that, uh, what else have I been doing? Oh, so there's a reason behind this, as you know. Um, I The other day, I managed to finally, after all this time, watch The Dark Knight. That's not the new one. I'm not talking about the new one. Anybody who's moaning about it, I'm talking about the old one, the old Dark Knight. When I first went to watch it, a couple of years ago when it came out, or whatever it was, I must have been having a bad day, mate. I must have been drunk or tired or something, and I fell asleep through it. Um, and I never actually went back to it until you started nagging me this week to watch it before I go and watch Dark Knight Rises. So, yeah, I watched through it, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. No real... What did you think? What did you think of the the legendary Heath Ledger performance that everyone always goes on about? It was fantastic, mate. Yeah, you think so? I'm I'm never one for hype about actors and stuff. I'm not a filmy kind of guy. That's that's more your area. Um, but he really does make a lot of the film for me, mate. It's um, he plays the character really well. It's not your traditional Joker, but I think it's all the better for that. Well, that this is what I was going to say, and Twitter may blow up again because you know I'm one for making a controversial topic a, a, a statement. Uh, <laughs> I think Heath Ledger played a really good villain in that movie but he just didn't play the Joker not even a little bit yeah I've got, I've got that that's, that's kind of where I'm at with you mate yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that yeah but he did play he, he did pull it off really well and given the kind of the, the way Chris Nolan is making these films I think he's got he's got license to do what he wants with the characters and he didn't go too far from what the Joker actually is yep. for me I just um, I prefer the the Batman animated series, and on top of that, the you know the Arkham Asylum, Arkham City Joker. Yeah. I, I kind of prefer that one, the more theatrical, kind of more humorous Joker. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't notice because I basically recently I went to see um, the Batman Begins and the Dark Knight back to back in the cinema. Okay. 
and I'd never seen any of the two of those in the cinema. And I have to say about the second one, it does have a lot of quite funny lines that I hadn't picked up on because generally watching movies in the house, I'm, I'm really bad for having the the iPad out and just mucking about and doing something else and not really paying attention. Yeah. So I think this time when I paid attention, yeah, he, he actually is quite funny. That's kind of why I say he kind of made the film for me because um, it is those little one-liners which were delivered really well, you know. Yeah, and I absolutely love the play on... Like you know, the way he tells the, his backstory like three different times in the movie, yeah. and it's a different story each time. Yeah. I really like that because when you look at the comics over the years, that's what's happened. You, they put out a backstory every so often for the Joker, okay. and then like a few years later, they put out another one that completely contradicts it. <laughs> so like, no one actually knows what to believe yeah. about the Joker. What do you know what I mean? So I, yeah, I really liked that they played on that in the movie. That's cool. Man, yeah. So the reason, obviously, for watching that film was. Uh, we're going to watch the Dark Knight Rises together next week, can't we? We are at Gplex. I see, yeah, the Gonzo Planet guys. Alex is uh, putting on this event, Gplex, down in Birmingham, which is nice and handy because it's just down the road from me. But also on top of that, this will mark the first time that the console ninjas have actually met each other in person. That's it, and this is where we find out we hate each other. We're going to have a fight and never speak again. Yeah, do you know that way like, you just see someone's face and you're like, oh no, I don't like that person. <laughs> Yeah, it's fair enough, mate. But it's going to be really good, though, watching this film, because we're going to the biggest screen in the Midlands. Uh, down at Millennium Point, they've got like a 100-foot massive, huge... It used to be an IMAX screen, but obviously they can't use the brand name, brand name IMAX now because they're not actually an IMAX cinema. But it basically is an IMAX screen, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic down there, mate. It's the greatest screen. And the event itself, the day before it, on the Saturday, that's going to be great as well. There's going to be loads of like, games to play with... Load, generally loads of gamers that's it and there's, there's, there's going to be all sorts of things isn't there that I think they're, uh, they've got some board game guys in there I think Zantiriad's coming down there and setting up all the board game stuff and on top of that we'll be meeting the AI bots this weekend as well won't we yeah that's it them boys are going down there um, so we'll, we'll meet up and uh, no doubt share a beer and stuff with the AI bots four straws in a cheap pint of lager yep and we'll tear up Birmingham <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully we won't get Dan to sit to ill that we did last time in Glasgow. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah, because you met up with them down in uh, Doug Patiz, didn't you? Yeah, according to Chazzy, we broke Dan. Oh, bad times, <laughs> bad times. It was good fun, though. Yeah, definitely. So, do you want to have a bit of a break, and then we'll come back with some listener feedback? Yeah, okay, mate, let's do that.
So as you heard Willie say, um, we've got some nice listener feedback this week, and we've also got some nice questions to talk about. What we're hoping to do is every couple of shows or so, we're going to try and just get in um, a load of questions from people. Because I, I like having that, that kind of two-way thing, you know, Will. And, uh, I prefer a freeway. Yeah, of course you do, you dirty <laughs> bastard. Well, if we get this two-way thing going with, with the people who are listening, um, first of all, it gets us to know who's listening and it gives them a chance to, to get their names on here and ask us some questions and hopefully we can talk a little bit of shit about the, uh, the answers to the questions. Excellent. So who's first? Well, we'll start off. Um, these are in no particular order. We've got several tweets from people over the, the last couple of weeks or so. Um, so the first one is from Picto Pirate on the Twitters. And the question is, do you guys still play old games? Ooh. So do you, Jess? Oh, it goes without saying for me, mate. Of course I play old games. I'm, I'm a bit of a retro head, and as I've already spoken on this very episode, I've got myself a Dreamcast now. Um the, the oldest game and the game that I love going back to all the time is um, original Tetris, Game Boy Tetris, on my lovely little Game Boy Advance SP, which I got from uh, Retro World as well a, a few weeks ago. Yeah, are you getting paid commission from these guys? I think I should be, mate. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to speak to Robin so I can sort that out. But uh, yeah, um, Game Boy Tetris is, is the old game for me that's go back to all the time. And it's it's ideal, especially on the SP, because you can play it anywhere with the backlit screen and stuff. It's an ideal little little toilet game. It's although I do get drawn in and have to play for a long time sometimes. How about yourself, Will? Well, as I mentioned earlier on in the the episode, I've been playing Half Life Two. Obviously, I don't know if that's old enough. It's old, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an original Xbox and PlayStation Two game in it. So, yeah. uh, but apart from that, I think Sonic the Hedgehog. I play quite a bit of Sonic. In fact, um, I've got. A copy on my Nintendo DS, which I used to play quite a lot, and I've got it on Xbox Live Arcade, which I sometimes turn on and have a go on one of the many ones on there, and I now also re- very recently bought them all on iOS as well, so that's one of my games of choice. I, see if, if the, the, I suppose it still counts, doesn't it, for, for Picto's question, when you, you play, it's an old game, just the fact you're playing it on a newer system, um, doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, it's amazing though that although I know the game inside out, I still always struggle on the, you know, on Sonic Two when you get to that, uh, the second stage. I can never remember the what it's called. One, the Atlantis one. Atlantis one. Yeah. I hate no, no, stage. no, no. It's the kind of metally kind of underwater one as well. Yeah, yeah. When you're going right. underneath the kind of blue coloured water. I think the Atlantis is the first, the first one, isn't it? Sonic One. That, yeah, that, the water. Labyrinth Zone. Yeah. Labyrinth Zone. Don't like it. Uh, but I always seem to get stuck in Sonic Two and that. Watery level always seem to drown. But, yeah, apart from that, nothing else. I have got recently won a bid for uh, Atari 2600, so I'll maybe have more of that to talk about later on. So, all in all, yeah, we do play some old games. Uh, thanks for the question, Picto, and feel free to send any more in. Moving on, Will. Right, we've got, because um, I'm Scottish, and he has asked, what game we think would make a good movie? Whoa, what a question this is. My first instinct on what game would make a good movie would be Resident Evil. Has that not been done? I, I, no, I'm glad you said that, mate. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Has it not? I have. No, no. Have you, have you seen the movie that's called Resident Evil? Um, No, because it's got Resident Evil as the name. Yeah, it doesn't in any way resemble the game. Oh, I'll probably, like, I'll probably so. like it then. Um, I don't remember at any point in Resident Evil doing Kung Fu on the zombies and being able to take out a million zombies in one go by yourself. 
I would absolutely love them to reboot that series and go back and make it like actual Resident Evil survival horror style. There's enough backstory to it, isn't it? It's the kind of game that, yeah. that probably would do that. And this is the issue in it. Um, there's all that kind of backstory exists in the games, but they've chosen to circumvent that in the movies. Oh, why? Why? They've left behind it hours and hours worth of story in the actual video games, like all that gold that they could have made movies out of and they just decided to just depart and make their own weird story out of it. Which is silly when it's all just sitting there to be used. Yeah. I guess the biggest thing I would love to see get made into a film and it kind of is a little bit would be Halo. Yeah. I think given that 343 Industries with the, the books they're very good at keeping like if you read the books the books always go alongside the story in Halo and you're not going to read it and suddenly Master Chief doing something in the book that he clearly couldn't have been doing because in the games he was doing this instead. It always kind of... There's a continuity between the books and the, the, the games, and I would love to see them head up a movie where it does the same thing. Maybe not even don't even have Master Chief in it all the time. Do it from the perspective of some of the Marines and just have like a kind of parallel story. But I think if 343 had creative control... Which is a problem with Hollywood, isn't it? They're never going to. No, they're not going to. They'll never get that kind of creative. No so way. maybe in some ways I'd rather left that one alone. Yeah, it's fair enough. And also Mass Effect, you know, Mass Effect would make an amazing story. But isn't it. I don't know, do you need to? Because it, it's such a a big story. You've seen the story. How, other than telling the same story in a film, which is just going to be one long cutscene, I don't know what you're going to do. Do you know what I would rather see, see actually with Mass Effect as a. A TV show. Oh, right, yeah. Imagine, like, um, Mass Effect 1 being, like, 24 one-hour episodes. Do you know what I mean? You'd have plenty of space to put in all those different, all the different missions in it and not miss anything out. The only problem you would have there is that Mass Effect's very much based on the choices you make. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know how they would do But, yeah, that's my two choices. I'm looking forward to the second series with the uh, planet scanning episodes. <laughs> What about you, mate? Any games that you think would be made into films? Uh, the obvious choice, uh, Bejeweled, um, <laughs> Peggle. You know, you're, you're laughing at that and you're saying that as if it's such a ridiculous idea, but we did recently get Battleship the movie. Yeah, I suppose. And due for release, we do have Monopoly Connect the movie. Four. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's not so ridiculous, you know, someone somewhere's probably walking on Bejeweled Blitz the movie. I think we need... Um, Kaplunk the movie, where we can just throw all these stupid filmmaking people down a big tube, and uh, anyone who survives to the bottom can carry on and do the job some more. Any actual movies though? No. All right. Um, let me think. Oh, what about um, I don't know Final Fantasy VIII. What about that as a film? Yeah, a strange place to start. Considering Seven's your favourite, isn't it? It is, but that's that's. Got the Advent Children film and stuff with those characters. They are in a film. Obviously, it's not the same story, but I think the story in Final Fantasy VIII with the gardens and stuff like that. I think if if it was done right and done by the right people, it could be fantastic. Plus, if if I think back on it, I think Final Fantasy VIII may be the best looking one. It was yeah, it was a kind of it didn't have like your your little midget characters and that did it. All the characters were like human sized yeah. proportioned and stuff. And even by the time it got to Final Fantasy IX, they'd went back to a weird kind of cartoony look, which was still lovely, but I think 
eight's probably your most cinematic. Yeah, I think and so. Yeah. Ten, although ten had lovely graphics on the PlayStation Two, it was wasn't much to actually look at in the good graphics. If you know what I mean. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right, so we'll leave it at that then. Final Fantasy VIII for me. Um, Steve has also put another couple of questions in. Uh, the first of which is, when is one versus one hundred coming back? Obviously, Stevie, you know, I, I don't actually know that, not being a game developer or anything like that. You mean you don't work for Microsoft? Or? Oh, I fucking wish I did. <laughs> Skint all the time, mate. Uh, the thing that I had heard a while back was, do you remember that, um, was it Full House Poker? Yeah. That came out? That was to replace 1 versus 100, 100, and I don't think they're actually bringing that back, which is a real shame, because me and Stevie had some great times on that. It was it was a great game for a few people to sit around the TV, even though one person was in control. But you always found there was someone in the room knew the answer to the question, like a pub quiz style, you know what I mean? Well, I thought it was really good, man. I played it um, when it first came out, and I, I really liked it. I liked the idea of different people coming together and just using the avatars for, for something quite social, you know, with, with lots of other people. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a shame. I think we need something like that. And I'm not sure a poker game is the right way to go with it. No, I'd, I'd love to see some... Maybe not 1 versus 100 again, but something similar. The the best thing about it was, if you remember, whenever they started a new game, you actually had, like, a, a live scoreboard. Yeah. And it would show you who was first in the world in that tournament. Okay. And then that would all refresh at the end. And when it started a new tournament, it would be... It would go back down and you would be starting that from the beginning again. Plus, it would randomly put you into a party before it, with three other people, wouldn't it? Yeah. And you'd have them individually to play against. Plus, the best thing was it was free and there was prizes. That was it, yeah. It's really good. People were winning, like, it wasn't much, but you, uh, people that were really winning the kind of jackpot things were winning loads of points to spend on games and stuff. But even the little ones, you were getting, like, a few points. It was, like, enough to buy a game. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love them to bring that back. But obviously, I don't know if they will. Yeah, do you think it's one of those things? Because it being a quiz, it's easy enough for people to cheat and get the answers, isn't it? Like, all these quiz things people people can seem to... Uh... Yeah, but that doesn't account for the time factor, does it? The people that were really good at it. I mean, you only got, like, about six or seven seconds to answer the question anyway, so I don't know who's going to be able to type that in Google quick enough. But the people that were doing it right, obviously they knew the answer. Also felt sometimes that there was people that were getting it ridiculously faster constantly, and it felt like there might have been a bit of glitching going on or something. But I don't know. Maybe that's why they abandoned it. Yeah, it seemed to disappear really quickly for me. I, I don't know. Anyway, Microsoft, bring something back like one verse one hundred, please. And talking about Microsoft, Stevie's last question is: What is our thoughts on the Xbox dashboard? Uh... The new Xbox dashboard. Oh, God. Um, personally, if I was going to sum it up, I'd say it's a load of janky old shit, to be honest. Yeah, they seem to have got rid of... Like, I think there's something definitely up. When the first when you turn it on, the first thing you come to isn't play game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a, the, the gaming section is like five sections to the right. And you've got a whole slew of other things before you even get to gaming, as if that's like a kind of secondary thing now for the Xbox. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The adverts in that coming in yeah. are ridiculous. And as much as I don't really like the PlayStation stuff, you can go in and your dashboard on the, the XMB, whatever it's called, on the uh, PlayStation is smoother, it's quicker. Um, and if you want to go and see the adverts for things, you go across to the right. Whereas on this, the adverts are in your face and you have to move across to get to your games. 
I also find it loads so bloody slowly with the new one because all the ads have got to be cashed in and stuff like that. It's ridiculous. I can't find where anything is. I find I still need to just press the guide button and do it the old-fashioned way. Well, I think the guide button's ideal for, for doing that. I really don't have anything to do with the dashboard, to be honest with you, other than if I specifically want to go into my settings and stuff like that, I do everything off the uh, the guide button. You can do all your quick play on there. You can go straight to the game marketplace on there. You can redeem codes all on the guide button. So for me, it could just be a blank screen, to be honest. And it's the guide button, the guide mode is very reminiscent of the old kind of dashboard blades. But in that it works. Yeah, yeah. well, plus, plus also it's the same layout as the old blades. That's it, yeah. And I think, why did they get rid of the blades view? I thought it was fantastic. It's, it was all trying to make it into this like metro UI, like like Windows Phone, Windows 8 and stuff like that. It's all that metro kind of view, with all the squares, and it's fucking shit. Plus more space for advertisements. I hate the adverts, mate. Yeah. Thanks, Microsoft. 40 quid a year yeah. to fuck me about. And thanks, Stevie, for your question. Yeah, thanks, Stevie. Who have we got next? Uh, next one is one of the Midlife Gamer crew, uh, Darren, D5120 on uh, Twitters. And... This question, I can see where he's coming from with this, and uh, we'll talk about this a bit more in the future. But his question is, assuming you couldn't buy another game for a year, which game would you miss? I'm assuming he means which of the games coming up uh, in the next yeah, year you miss. I wouldn't miss any of the ones that are sitting on my shelf, because I'll be able to play them. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> if it was right now, I think I'd be really torn, to be honest with you, because... I'm, I've already said that on this generation, as it's drawn to a close, I'm not going to buy that many new games. I'm going to play through my older ones and try and get those shelves a bit cleared up. But of the ones that are coming out, for me, you've got Borderlands 2, Halo 4, and GTA 5. And if I was going to miss the most out of those three, missing the most out of those three, I think probably because it's going to be me and you, I'd miss Halo 4 the most. Yeah, see, I didn't want to go straight for that. You, that's that's been your answer, so I'll leave out the Halo Four. Now, for me, it's going to be the same games you just mentioned plus Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I'm not too awesome. And although the all the, like Borderlands, Halo, and Grand Theft Auto are all, in my opinion, better games, Assassin's Creed Three is the end of the story. So I'm excited to see where they're, where they're going with. It. But at the same time with Halo, I'm excited to see where. How they're going to get this new story started. It's oh, a hard one, isn't it? It is, mate. Plus, there's the Borderlands. How much time are we going to spend co-op playing that game as well? Oh, lots and lots I think of it's there. definitely going to be Borderlands. I don't think I could miss out on Borderlands. Yeah, it's a fair share, mate. Um, we know it's going to be a fantastic game. and Imagine missing out on playing the four-player co-op that we want to play on Borderlands 2. be a crime. Yeah, and... I mean, that's such a horrible question, and it's like asking, what do I want to keep, my left hand or my right hand? Do you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. I mean, I know what one I would pick. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I write with my right hand, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course it was right writing, of course it was. Anyway, glossing over your filth. Thanks for that, Darren. That's a, a, a good question, mate. And as we know, there's some backstory behind that, and we'll get back to it. The next question comes from Dashbotzer, who's another one of the Midlife Gamer crew. Yep. And he has asked, what is our most memorable uh, Spectrum game? And this is definitely a question for you, because I've never played a Spectrum game in my life. So, on you go, mate. Young blood, Right, get off my lawn. Oh, most memorable game. So you're talking about a, a system that had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games. 
Loads of little games for one ninety nine from all over the place. Oh god. I'm gonna pick one that's memorable at the moment. It may not be my most memorable altogether, but at the moment the only one I can't get out of my head that I know I used to play all the time. Uh I will say Fantasy World Dizzy. Which you know means nothing to you, Will. But Dizzy was this little egg who walked across the screen, uh platform puzzler. Anybody who knows Dizzy knows the joys of Dizzy. Never know how much fun you can have with a le- egg with legs. That's all I'll say. Uh, yeah, thanks, Dash. That's it's a hard question, and you could probably ask me that every week, and I'll give you a different answer. To be honest with you, plus Dash is also given us a review on iTunes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, go on. What's he had to say? Right, he has given us a nice five stars, and he has said it's a very interesting way to spend a bus or train journey. He said we're knowledgeable. I'm calling bullshit some... on that, mate. What's that all about? <laughs> and there's some interesting discussion. He said he, loved, he enjoyed the Final Fantasy stuff, and he says he prefers the shorter length. That's fair. That's and fair. just to just just to keep up the good work. Nice one. Well, thanks for that, Dash. Um, I don't know if it is good work, but we'll keep up what we're doing, and uh, if somebody's happy with it, then fair enough. So next on the question list, we have Stevie B off the Twitters, and his question is. Here we go, Will. This is this is aimed at me and you, definitely. Do you think that gaming has softened the English-Scottish dislike for each other? Because well, no, I still that's... think you're a cunt. I'll get in before that's you. Not... <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't. I can give two shits about whether someone's from England or Scotland or whatever. Yeah, I think, I think um... the question's more. The, the way I see this question is more about how gaming breaks down borders, really, especially with the online gaming and that now. So you can go on live, or PSN, I'd imagine, if you can actually talk to anybody on there. And uh, you can talk to people from all over the world. You can be in a game with a French bloke, an Australian bloke, a Japanese bloke. You can be in a game with anyone, and the barriers are are just not there, really, are they? You can literally play with anyone. Yeah, and I think that's why uh, it probably isn't an issue for me, because I'm not used to just going on Xbox Live with a bunch of... English blokes, because there's not as many Scottish ones to play with out there. I know there are, I know there are plenty. I just mean when you're doing like random matchmaking, it seems to be more English guys I get uh, matched up with. I'm surprised with janky internet like yours. That I can actually get online with anyone. You mean? That's it. Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. I think I think we've covered that. We don't need to dwell on it too much, I don't think. But thanks, Stevie. Um, it's a good question, and certainly with one of us being English and one of us being a Scot, it's um, it's it's quite apt for, for us. And last but not least, we have Wolfsnake78's message. And he has asked, how much money do you think you've spent on games over the years? Oh, blimey. Really? This generation alone, um, just talking about the Xbox 360, let me think. It's got to be must ridiculous. Be, it must be well over a thousand. Yeah, on easily. The Xbox, easily over that. And then you've got um, how much? How, how many times have you went down and bought like a pack of Xbox Live points? Oh god, yeah, I've put plenty of those. Just it's just being able to just go and buy things online as well. It's just wrong. I'm going to put a ballpark figure out there. For my entire life, I'm going to say ten grand. <laughs> it's probably not not a mad estimate to be honest with you, mate. It's I don't know, um, I'm buying games for so long and that. What I do, though, I probably haven't spent as much as I would do if I bought everything new, because you know me, I'd rather wait a couple of weeks until things come down in price, or uh, I'm quite fond of a pre-owned game or seven. So I've probably saved a bit of money there. So it's not as bad as it could be, and I'm sure that people that buy games new all the time must spend fucking millions of pounds. 
I mean, I tend to set myself a little budget where once a month I'll, I'll generally spend money on one like full-priced game in a month. Um, and if I don't buy a full-priced game, I'll generally buy a few pre-owned ones and buy some points and stuff like that to bring it up to like, the 40 quid. Yeah. So, but then there's months where I go well over that and buy like a couple of games in one month if two if two things come out at the same time. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah, I'm a bastard for uh, when you're going somewhere and you just like maybe you're going for Asda doing the shopping and they'll have something on for ten quid that's something you've missed out before and it'll be on for ten, twelve quid or whatever. And I just can't leave those things alone. I can't walk past them. And then every couple of months I tend to buy fifteen pounds worth of like. App Store vouchers as well. Yeah, oh, I forgot about games on there as well. I'm I'm always buying blooming ridiculous iOS games. Oh god. So yeah, a lot of money. That's yeah, it. a lot. <laughs> but I don't regret a single penny of it. Yeah, I don't regret much either myself. You can't really regret the games you you buy. You buy some good ones, you buy some bad ones, but you don't really know until you've played them, do you? So uh, yeah, lots of money. I definitely regret buying Hawks too. Oh, God. Hawks 2. Yeah. Okay, maybe that one. And he's asked one other question, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. He has indeed. And his last question is, are we going to set up some kind of challenge or competition alongside this podcast? Which I think is a really good question because we've been talking about this. I guess the few suggestions I would have would be, right, trials, but I don't know if that's too common for folk because been out there for everyone's got it everyone's playing it but i think that may be a good reason to use trials well, we, you uh, both love trials don't we we do and i don't think anybody else is doing it as a as a challenger yeah i know there's the the midlife gamer competition going on but there's, there's nothing like just a just a little friendly competition there's, there's nothing like that about it at the moment i don't think yeah we could just set a track each week, and people can just spend the week doing that track and trying to see who's got the best times, and they can just submit the the scores to us. Yeah, we could do that using um, some of the the trials picks and stuff like that. So that's an idea. We'll we'll, we'll have a look at that. Um, other options. Other ones. Sorry, on you go. Other options, I suppose. Um, you know me, Matt. I'm all about puzzle games. So there's there's loads of things in XBLA we could um, easily do a challenge on. You you got your peggles and stuff like that, and um, I don't know, really. I'm open to a suggestion, mate. If anybody's got anything suggestion-wise that we could put together as a challenge, just something off XBLA that lots of people are going to have and people can get involved in. I've got an idea. Go on. Halo 3 meta. Oh, that's a great idea. Now, imagine this, right? Go on. You could do... If you could get someone else to play it with, as me and Jace are quite heavily into the whole co-op thing, me and Jace could set a, a score for a, a level on Halo 3 meta and if you could out there if you could find someone to play it in co-op with and try and beat that score well even if um, you can mix it up and and have different pairs like even if me and you have set a score if say Wolfsnake or somebody wants to come on and play with one of us each team like, even if you're mixing your teams around each pair can have their own score going through and if you, you if you get lots of different people to play with you can enter yourself loads of different times yeah that's really good. We could do that. That's another option. Uh, what else? Anything else? I don't know. Yeah, just just so we'll leave those those ideas at the moment um, out there for people to think about. And if anybody likes those ideas or thinks we can do something different, let us know. And hopefully, on the next podcast or maybe the one after that, we can uh, 
put something together and just a, a bit of friendly competition, a bit of banter between us. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. So what's that then, mate? Is that uh, about it for us? Yeah, all there is left is just to read out the Twitters and the emails and then get the hell out of Dodge. Go on then, mate. You want to do this or do me? Um, you can follow me at Majin Willy on Twitter. Yeah, you can get me at J Stokes, J-A-Y-C-E-S-T-O-K-E-S. You can follow us both at console underscore ninjas. And if you want to get in touch on the email, you can get us on console ninjas podcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to any more of these questions. These questions we've had this, this second half have been really good. Um, thanks, guys. Get, get some more of those in. Like we say, we're going to try and do this quite regularly, just uh, answer a big glut of questions like this. It's quite good for us. Yep, and we might actually get some topics out there on Twitter over the next couple of weeks and try and see if we can get some answers to those as well. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's it, mate. I think uh, that's another episode wrapped up and uh, ready to go in the post. Hopefully we'll be back fairly soon, and please feel free to send us any iTunes reviews, as we absolutely love those. Yeah, please do, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, mate. Laters. That's us then, mate. We're out of here. Excellent. Well, I'm off to meet someone then. Cool. I'm going to uh, hang around here and have a drink or something. Stokes. Chazzy. You always wear such lovely tracksuits. <laughs> Very good. I hear you've got an interesting challenge. You should talk. Well, you should listen. We're putting a team together. Who's we? 